Welcome to All Over the Map, where we discuss anything and everything in the world of sports media. I am your host, Ali Musa. Welcome aboard to episode three of All Over the Map. I am your favorite host. I am so glad we have made this show a success. We have made it to episode three. All of the listeners who have discovered this show are truly awesome. I hope you have had a great week. I certainly have. Listening to the Jays games and the Spin Rate podcast. This is the Athletics Blue Jays podcast. And depending on the time you are listening to this show, the Jays are on a bit of a slump. They have pretty much lost eight of nine games, and they actually lost two out of three to the Baltimore Orioles as well. Now, as an update to this, the Baltimore, the Jays actually won their last game on Wednesday, which will be clear here the 17th of August, 6-1. to one. And there also was the perspective, there has been that perspective on what to do with Yusei Kikuchi. And there is an update on that. He has been moved to the bullpen. But the reality also is that the team does not have that many options and the games are also sliding away. There aren't that many games left. And we will, hopefully they will make the playoffs and at least try to contend. And we will enjoy this ride of the team. In case this is the first episode that you are listening to, just to give you an idea on what this show is about, I would encourage you to check out the first two episodes. We will have some guests from the sports media side, authors, fans, perspectives, and accessibility in sports. We will also dive in to other topics as well. And let me know what you want to hear. Feedback is always welcome. Topic ideas, guest ideas. You can email me at atom podcast 819 at gmail.com that's a as in all t as in the o as in over m as in map podcast 819 at gmail.com 
And I would encourage you to check out some a couple of these other shows, the other two shows that we have done, because we have had some great topics and some great guests. This week, we have a great show lined up. Scott McGregor will be in the studio. Scott is a broadcaster and a big baseball fan. He will share his perspectives on the Jays and he and his experience at the ballpark. We will take a quick break and give time to Scott to make his way into the studio. And I hope you enjoy this conversation. Are you looking for the best flavors of ice cream sandwiches in town at a reasonable price? Ali's Ice Cream Extravaganza has you covered with flavors you will not find anywhere else, like chocolate with pineapple mixed and caramel drizzle, just to name a few. And best of all, they are only five cents each, and we will beat the competition. Visit us at Ali's Ice Cream Extravaganza.com. I am Ali Musa. Today, I am joined by Scott McGregor. Scott is a baseball fan, specifically a Toronto Blue Jays fan, and he's a broadcaster. Scott, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you so much for having me, Ali. It's been great to be uh, here on all over the map and maybe talk some Jays and other stuff of that nature. So thank you for having me. My pleasure. Tell me a little bit about yourself and how you became a baseball fan. All right. So first of all, I'm 22 years old. I recently, last year, graduated in June from St. Marcellinus Secondary Catholic Secondary School. Um, and I was a part of the St. Marcellinus varsity baseball team as the equipment manager. Um, when I became a baseball fan, I was, I was drawn to the Blue Jays because they had a great team of guys that, you know, ran, ran the broadcasts on Sportsnet and Sportsnet 590, the fan. And, you know, that really kicked it into high gear. When I started the broadcast, though, I started doing it myself with Thomas and I, who is my brother. Um, we we did our own little broadcast without any scripts or anything. 
anything that we could think of but we weren't really sure it was going to work out so we were like let's see what happens here like how do we feel about it things of that nature but yeah that's just a little bit about myself and in a little detail it's one of those things too where you have enthusiasm and passion for for sports or baseball in this case and then you figure out okay I want to do my own broadcast, see what I think. And then you just take it and run with it. Yeah, exactly. It's um, it's one of those things where you, you kind of want to take your own broadcast and then run with it for a little bit, see how it sounds. And then you maybe look at a couple of tapes from other broadcasters and say, okay, so this is how I was doing it, but the pro but the guys who actually are the who actually are the experts are um well actually not not experts but basically those that are those that know what they're doing they know that like even if you've been around the sport for especially baseball in this case for uh, uh a while uh you can be you can be you know a little bit um you could be like okay so if this guy strikes out because he's got three strikes and he didn't get it or, and the pitcher didn't miss his spot, um, he's obviously the batter is out. So, it, you know, it's going to it's it's interesting to um, have the chance to watch it from afar by your TV or or just or just straight up go to the ballpark and catch a little bit of batting practice and then watch the game from the stadium. That's awesome, Scott. Describe the fan experience at the ballpark. And what is a typical day entering the park like? Great, great question. Um, the fan experience, especially at Rogers Center, is is great. Um, I love the fans, the way that they um, come into the game all the time. Yes, some of the fans that come in late, they don't get the uh, the giveaways such as the Vlad, the victory Vlad Bobblehead Day that the Jays had um, earlier this week uh, in their uh, homestand or the Friends t-shirt they had back on Friday night. Um and uh yeah so uh the experience is really good and i love the way the crowd uh goes to the to the seventh inning stretches um segments such as okay blue jays let's play some ball and of course the always the in my book it's the always um interesting and take me out to the ball game segment, which is really good because that just tells you as a stand, okay, so you've done a little bit of stretching, but how about you stand up just for just a little longer, not too long, but just for this segment here and do a little bit of singing. So, so that's, that's a really good experience, but I mean, whether you're at a ballpark, uh, a hockey arena, or anything like that, I think if you're in a full house of stands, you're probably you're probably treated to a great game 
no matter what the outcome, whether your team wins or your team loses, even if it's the Blue Jays, the Buffalo Bills, the Maple Leafs. Describe the bob. Describe Bob what the bobbleheads are. Oh, these bobbleheads are really. Uh, they're really good. Um, like the designs uh, have the players on them, and of course the head, the head himself, the the head there so itself, like um, like ours. Even though it's uh, it kind of does this, as you can see what I'm doing here. Um, so they kind of have this thing where the head will not. It's not like it's staying. You know. Uh, it it's not like it's staying like you know square to um to the to the player, but but it's it's still on the player. It's just when you shake it or something, the head will move around a bit. Not something I not something I would recommend you do, especially because they are kind of delicate, and if something comes off, you might not be able to get it back on. So it's very caught. It's something that you really have to be cautious with, according to when it comes to bobbleheads. What are they though? Are they like a hat or? Oh no 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 no! no. They come in these. They come in these uh, boxes. They they're not like a hat or a or a jersey of any kind like that. They come in like these boxes. These like big boxes. Like when they had the Vlad and Dad bobblehead, they had uh, both bobbleheads in one box put together. That was that was actually really huge. It was a big box, but it was it was good. It was it was decent enough to carry. Like when you're coming out of the ball game after the game ends, it was kind of diff. It was kind of decent to carry. A decent amount of weight to carry. What motivates you to attend games? Oh, another great question, uh, Ali. This is a good question. Um, what motivates me to become or to come to the games? Um, you know, uh, you know the you know advertising actually motivates me to be able to come to games because. Especially when I was younger, uh, going to the Junior Jays, I loved running the bases after the game, despite the outcome. Even though during those times, I wasn't really too much of a, you know, oh, whatever, they lost, oh, whatever, um, whatever, they'll get, them that, they'll get them in the next game. I was more of a, oh, oh. Oh, really? They lost? I I don't like that. I don't like that. But I've come to understand it. But again, I, I did like the the uh, run the bases that they have at Rogers Center for any junior Jays uh, um, under the ages of 14 and 10. And a lot of the stuff that they've done since though since that time that I was able to do so was um they've added some more great outdoor activities they've added some good stuff on both the 500 200 and 100 level especially the west jet flight deck and things of that nature it's been a great experience so 
basically answering the question here, what motivates me? Just just great, just a great just having the chance to watch a great baseball team, even if they're not that great. Um just having the chance to watch a ball a baseball team play another team and hopefully they win if they're the Jays, because I'm a Jays fan, so hopefully the Jays win. If they don't, that's okay. I mean, when I was younger, it wasn't really, oh, they lost, oh, they lost, that's it, it's over. But um, if they, but now it's like more, oh, they lost, that's okay. Don't worry, don't worry about it. We'll get them, we'll get them the next day. Or just put it on the back burner. If the series ended uh, in a loss and in a loss and you had another series coming up, it's like, okay, just put it on the back burner. It gets set for the next team. What are your thoughts on the the recent losing streak? You know, honestly, I I, I gotta go. I gotta say, um, ever since we fired, uh, ever since the Jays fired uh, Charlie Montoya, I think the game. I think it had. I won't say they the the Jays have slipped off the rails after their uh, big stuff when Charlie was still at the helm, but. I mean, John Schneider has been a great manager, but he's also trip. He's also um, mixed up the lineup a little bit with the additions of Jackie Bradley Jr. and Whit Mary and Whit Merrifield, which are good additions because you had to trade a few things to get to get those guys. But, um, anyways, I think that. The, the besides the losing streak, I think that um, eventually the Jays will start clicking again, and when they do, um, it's going to be fun to watch the rest of the way. But right now, I think we're just going through a phase where it's not clicking. We have to maybe juggle the lineup a little bit more to see what works and what won't work. So, um, I mean, Kevin Gosman was great yesterday, but, um, but, uh, there were, there was a little bit of that thing where you're like, okay, so even though he was great, the offense really wasn't really, uh, backing him up. So maybe there's some talking to, to be, maybe there's something to say, um, okay, it's not clicking. We need to figure out and we need to figure out why it's not clicking. So we can try to click here in the next couple of games. But all in all, even though they're on a losing streak right now, Ali, I kind of like where we are at right now. I just hope that we are able to win the must-win games, even if they're against weaker teams like the Baltimore Orioles. Sticking to Charlie, for what impact? What impact does this does? the did the firing of charlie montoyo have and replacing him with john schneider what impact does this have or has it had on the team thus far well i mean charlie was on a roll at the start of the year but then things started to go again like i said off the rails a little bit and and you know I, before the all-star break they said okay you know what things aren't really going um 
things aren't really clicking anymore, especially with Charlie at the helm. So we might have to make a move here. And since they fired him, John Schneider got off to a great start, but um, he ended up, he did end up losing a few games after winning a couple. Uh, so I think I think they like him in the clubhouse. Uh, the first base coach stuff that's um, that's a little bit beyond me, but um, it was great even though this was around Charlie's last time being with the team, it was great that they um, had a moment of silence uh, for first base coach Mark 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 Bazinski's uh, daughter uh, and the Bazin- and the Bazinski family uh, when they uh, when they found out about the unfortunate um, you know, the unfortunate news of Mark Budzinski's uh, daughter uh, and her uh, her incident that that occurred um, outside of Toronto. So it was uh, it's it's a scary thing to see, but I like the fact that they decided before the game got going, let's just. Um, Let's just have a little bit of silence in in. Let's just have a little bit of a moment of silence before we get into the game. And like, let's just ha- let's just halt halt the game for a little bit. Let's just take a breath for a bit, or take a minute, and and give respect to Mark Budzinski's daughter. For a little bit. It was really nice that they did that. Like, but again, the the like John is a great manager. Charlie was a good one until but I mean there there's an old saying, and I think it goes the same for anything in baseball, especially in any sport. Um sometimes all good things start to not click and they start to come to an end. So I think this is a good move, but the very big question here is, will it come back to haunt them as we get closer to the end of this season? And may or and are we gonna and are the Jays gonna make the playoffs? I think they will, even with John Schneider at the at the head of management. But I don't. But I think that. Um, if they do come off the rails, uh, then I don't, I do, I see us making playoffs, but I, I, I'm not so sure about us making the World Series. I would like it if it happened, but I, I really don't want to get too, get too far into it because there's still a li- there's still like a lot of season to be played after the All Star break and trade deadline, so. With those in the rear view mirror, now you really got to start playing some baseball because now you're only going to have just a few off days or so in between series. And you're going to have to be playing a couple of games after a series has ended for 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 a while. It was an interesting move. Because they just extended Charlie before the 
start of the season. And they were very high on Charlie. They felt that he is the 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 guy to lead him, to lead the team to a World Series because that he started the job and to they have that they had that trust in him to see it through. And then they brought then they um promoted John Schneider, who was actually part of Charlie's coaching staff and was already in the organization. Right. And and that was and that's and that's something good because at least you don't give up uh char like you don't fire Charlie and then uh and then get someone else from another organization uh, and send Charlie to that organization. You just like John, John, as you mentioned, was a part of the organization already. So just go to the next man up, like do that next man up mentality. So if it's if Charlie is not clicking now, then we'll move over to John Schneider and we'll see what we can get. That's great. From a fan's perspective, how is the media coverage from the teams you follow? And is there something that can be presented differently? And what questions should be asked? Well, we're, well, if we're talking media, there's been a lot of hate on some of the guys that have been not as good as Matt Chapman, uh, Teoscar Hernandez, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. But one of the guys in that mix is Bo Bichette. And I got to say, I mean, yes, he isn't hot, but he's doing what he can to get, he's doing what he can to get, to get hits every now and again. Like he's not, like he's not hot right now, but he's all, but he's not, too cold i mean Kevin biggio is Kevin biggio is good he's he's not too hot he's not too cold but he's just oh like i mean if you look at the stats i don't really have them with me at this time but if you look at our stats and i was actually told this um whenever Kevin is in the lineup it's not it's going to be one of those days where it's like an iffy if the Jays win or if they lose, but Boba Shed is a good guy. He, Vladimir, Teo, George, and everybody else on this team, especially now with Witt and Jackie Bradley Jr., they're they're all good guys. Like right now, you don't have George because he's uh he's injured. You are gonna get um. And I heard that I saw this on uh, I saw this on Twitter. I think I think uh, Shy posted about it or tweeted about it. He said um, the Blue Jays are going to activate Ross Stripling to get the finale against the Orioles uh, on Wednesday. I believe I believe it is he's activated on Wednesday and he will play in and he will play. Uh, against the Orioles on the Wednesday. So, I mean, we're going to have to see what they do. But um, Ross has been out for a while, and he feels he feels good. He feels great. He It looks like he's ready to go. 
And a lot of people touched on Nate Pearson, which I get it. He hasn't been with the team yet, but we really should consider Nate Pearson's effects right now in AAA and wherever he is. But I, but I gotta say that um, I wouldn't worry too much about Nate Pearson coming back or coming to the majors right now because uh, he's. He seems to be doing pretty well with AAA and AA. Maybe he's not at that level yet where we want to bring him back. But just give him some credit. I mean, he's having a rough he's having a rough he might have a rough year. And and some of our players are having are having that kind of rough year when they have to battle with injuries, as well as Hunjin Ryu, who is out the rest of the year. And he's probably out uh, the rest of next season as well with the injury that he had that he had suffered early earlier back before the All Star break. But he wasn't playing his best pitching, and that's not to say that he wasn't great. He was good. He was. He just wasn't too great, and he wasn't. He wasn't bad. He was just. He was good, but he was not. Ter- he was not, you know, perfect. Well, they'll have to make some decisions on Bo because and because the time because some people are feeling they should be extended, that he should be exp- extended him and Gladdy, and like the the time is running out on that piece as well. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. I mean, but again, like I said, Bo is trying his hardest to figure out what will work to get me a hit, whether it's a base hit, a home run, or an extra base hit, or something like what we saw in the Boston series uh, when the Jays went up a huge amount of runs uh, before, I believe it was before, the August road trip that started stuff up. So back in June or July, I believe it was. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think July is a little bit back there. Uh, but anyways, when the Jays like started running over the Red Sox, that was only because the team was, you know, the team was clicking for the Jays, but the Red Sox were committing a lot of errors in the game. So, so it's, um, so, you know, it's, it's one of those days where if you lose by a big margin, you want to come out, you want to come out the next day and be firing on all cylinders, but these things don't happen overnight. So it's, so it's going to be interesting to see what happens the rest of the way. What impact with the with the additions of wit of of uh, Whit Merrifield, does the team have enough pieces to make the playoffs? Legitimate contenders. Oh, um, well, in that case, um, you know, I think they 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 do have the pieces to um be a legitimate contender considering where they are in the standings right now 
but I feel like if you are talking like you're we're talking Whit Merrifield here. Um so um I think even with his addition, we've got the pieces, but we just need to we just need to maybe uh work a little bit more on the pitching much less the offense a little bit because the offense eventually will click. I think at least with Jackie Bradley Jr. And of course, with Mary, with Maryfield in the, in the, uh, in the lineup. But I mean, there's the, they're just starting out with this organization prior to coming to Toronto and they and again, Wit did say uh, when he came when he, when we found out he was coming to Toronto, he said, "Okay, so if I have so if I'm coming to Toronto and I'm gonna play, I'm I'm obviously gonna need to be vaccinated so so that I can play in Toronto. Otherwise, I'm gonna have to play when they're on the road because I can do that at that time. Like you know what I mean, Ali? Like he can't." Um, like if he wasn't vaccinated, he he could not play with us when we we're at home. Yeah, well, uh, well said there. Good point. How could the front office have improved the team at the trade deadline? They added some pieces there, but did they? How could they have improved overall? Could they have added more? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. They could have had it more. I mean, I'm happy they did not get rid of Gabriel Moreno because he he he's been he's been good. He hasn't really been like a go getter guy, but he had. But when he was catching in place of Alejandro Kirk and uh, when Danny Jansen was hurt, he was. He had a couple of darts that he threw to get guys out. It was like a you would have to try to run to get a running start on him before he before he throws you out. He Gabriel was great. Um, but again, I do think they could have made some more moves to better improve. But I also don't but I think that um it would depend on who you had to give up. And if you had to give up Teoscar Hernandez, Vladi, or anybody of that nature. Not that you would give up Teo, Vladi, Lourdes, or George, or even Bo for that matter. Um, I would I would be surprised if they I would be surprised if they actually did that, but I, I do think they could have made some more moves. I just don't think that they would have done uh a move with Teoscar Hernandez or or um or Vladdy or anybody of that of that mindset I really don't think that would have been in the cards I mean if it came down to pitching I would have I would have I would have had to look at stuff and been like okay so who do you think we can like if I'm the front office I would have said okay who do we think might have to get cut if we're trying to put up more good pitching in our in our organization because obviously you say Kikuchi has not been great but he but he he's been okay he hasn't been 
good necessarily, but he also hasn't been that terrible. Why is Kikuchi still in the rotation? And would moving him to the bullpen be a wise move at this point? Um, With Ross Stripling coming back, I think that would be a, a good move for the Jays to put you say into the into the bullpen because I think um I mean you've got Mitch White, you've got Barrios, you've got Manoa, you've got Gosman, and then you also have Stripling who is coming back. So I mean if they decide to go Mitch White to the bullpen and keep you say in, I uh, that's their that's their decision because I think Ross is going to fill one of those spots in the rotation when he comes back. And it could be Yusei Kikuchi's. It could be, it could be Mitch, it could be Mitch White, but I just don't know. I mean, I think part of the reason why Yusei is in the rotation right now is because they want to, they want to give him as many chances as possible, first of all, before they decide you know, we've given you some chances, but you're just not really clicking. So we're going to see, we're going to see how you do coming out of the pen. I think it would be a good idea because Mitch White was okay in his start, in his debut start, but um, he was off to a bit of a rough start, but it kind of, but he kind of settled in through the second and third inning or two. So I think if you're looking to replace somebody when Ross comes back, I think it probably is going to be Yusei. I wouldn't say it's Barrios. That That is interesting. interesting point there. Jackie Bradley Jr. has been, has been, has struggled in the last little bit in what area will he be able to help the team well with george spring well with george springer out of the game or out out on the injured list right now um i think jackie will be a great asset to our center field because uh between him lourdes and teoscar you also have uh, Ryan Maltapia, who could play in center field for a few times. And then, of course, uh, when it comes to hitting, he's he's able to find his spot. He's able to find a way to... He's been able to find his way to find a spot where he can hit the ball. And sometimes it's not going to be a base hit, which is okay but he really needs to pick up the base hits and he needs to maybe just show us why we traded for him or or at least why we got him because um I think Jackie can hit I think Jackie can hit I think Jackie Bradley can hit these these uh I think Jackie Bradley can hit these uh balls and I think he can I think he can really drive balls, especially at Fenway Park. I think he can drive uh, baseballs 
right to the monster or right out of our right out of the Rogers Center ballpark, uh, either into the stands or into the bullpen. I think he I think he's a great asset to this team and I think he's I think he's gonna fit in real well really well with this team. Um I'll be shocked if it doesn't go if it doesn't go well, but I mean right now the best thing I would say if I was manager to Jackie is figure out what figure it out what like figure out where you can hit this guy. And if you find a pitch that you can drive, try to drive it. If you, or but make sure you you make contact, because because I mean, if you look at some of the strikeout totals, we we've had a couple of days where we've had more strikeouts than we've had hits in the last couple of games. Um, honestly, I I don't think we struck out too many times. Uh, yesterday against the Indians in the finale, but we did strike out quite a couple of times. We didn't have uh, we didn't have many runs or many hits in that game either. In the seven-two loss, some people actually feel that he that Brad that Bradley is an upgrade over Zimmer. I I agree with that actually. I mean, Zimmer Zimmer is a good center fielder, but he also has to he has to be able to avoid injury when he's in the outfield, especially when it comes to making diving grabs or spectacular catches like the one Cabin made in right field uh yesterday. Uh, during, I believe, the fifth or sixth inning. I'm trying to remember which inning it was. Um, but it was a it was a great catch that Cavan made. I'm hoping that Cavan is okay. Maybe we just keep him out of the lineup as a precaution just to avoid injury. But again, like I said, like Zimmer, I think Bradley, I think I, I can agree with that on, Bla- on uh, Bradley Jr. being a an upgrade from Zimmer to be better at making some catches, but trying to avoid the injuries because again, like I said, Ryan Tappy is there to help you out if you need him. And then of course you could pinch hit Zimmer if you want, or you can pinch run Zimmer if you want. And let's just say a day is not going so well for Bradley or for Tapi for Tapia. And then you could bring either Zimmer or Bradley in to play for Tapia. But again, it it comes down for me. It comes down to can you make catches? Can you run catches down? Can you avoid air making errors in the outfield? And can you hit the ball to make sure that even if it's an out? and we have a runner on base, it's deep enough for that runner to score from third or from second. Or at least move up to third from second. It will be very interesting to see whether the move works or what happens from here on in for the rest of the season. Yes, it will be. How can people contact you? 
Oh, I'm reachable. Um, so I'm on, you can find me on uh, Facebook at my private Facebook page, uh, which is my name. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at, um, at SM under SMC underscore 87 underscore. That is my Instagram handle. And, uh, yeah, I have, I do have a Twitter account. Uh, you can reach me there at Scott McGregor. Number three is my Twitter handle right now. Uh, you can email me at S, at S W M M or at S W McGregor 87 at gmail.com. And you can, um, and you know, if you want to get in touch on phone wise, you can call me at 647-529-4339. And yeah, so if you want to have a chat there or you want to text me, you can do that. Uh, and yeah, those are my social platforms as we speak right now. I also do have a YouTube channel, but I don't use that YouTube channel that I have right now for uh, video purposes. I only have it for uh, liking videos and subscribing to other channels, things of that nature. Well, Scott, thank you so much for joining me today. I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me, Ali. It's been a great discussion, great great uh, discussion and i look forward to um having you as a co-host on and uh, just a teaser for everybody uh we will have ali musa i'm the host of the sports for beginners podcast uh we will have ali musa as my co-host on that podcast so you can find that uh wherever you get podcasts when when it becomes available the first episode will drop on will drop on wednesday We'll drop that one on Wednesday on Spotify, uh, if I can get that going, or wherever you get podcasts. Anyways, thank you for having me, Ali, and I look forward to uh, recording with you as a co-host uh, uh, when we when we get the shot when we get that chance. I am Ali Musa, and remember, it is not goodbye; it is until next time. Thank you so much for listening to All Over the Map. If you have any questions or feedback, you can email me at atompodcast819 at gmail.com. That is A as in alpha, T as in the, O as in over, M as in map, podcast 819 at gmail.com You can also feel free to visit our website to learn more about upcoming episodes at https colon slash slash allytechgroup.wordpress.com slash podcast dash all dash over dash the dash map 
Once again, that is https colon slash slash aliTechgroup.wordpress.com slash podcast dash all dash over dash the dash map. And it is not goodbye, it is until next.